1: Yes, sir. Bears fans, this is Take the North. It's
0: real simple. You know, if you take a person's legs away, they can't run.
1: With your hosts, David
2: Hahn. I want to remind people there is no award for. Coming to the conclusion fastest on a quarterback in your football city. Nobody remembers, and frankly, nobody cares.
3: And Dan Wieter. Particularly in this town, we start to get the extremes trying to outshout each other, right? Those who think that he's a bust are trying to outshout those who think that he's going to be an absolute seven-time
1: All-Pro. We're going to take the North and never give it back.
2: Welcome to the Take the North podcast, following the Bears 28-19 Disappointing loss to the Green Bay Packers at Soldier Field. I'm David Haw from 670 to score the Mullion Haw show. Dan Weederer from the Chicago Tribune covers the team uh, for a decade. And we are reacting to what we saw uh, in the Bears Soldier Field press box. And it was one of those losses that, boy, you kind of sense the Bears aren't good at winning these close games. But for 57 minutes there, Dan, There was a lot to like about the Bears effort, and I think that it still feels a little disappointing, and yet I got the sense that this was a different feeling from this rivalry only because of the difference in quarterbacks, and the difference wasn't necessarily because of the Packers quarterback.
3: Well, no question, and this certainly wasn't the uh, the most prolific that Aaron Rodgers has ever been in this rivalry by any stretch of the imagination, and Justin Fields came back two weeks after separating his left shoulder in Atlanta and not only came back to start, but came back and, and put the electricity in the building, right? He has the big 56-yard touchdown run in the first quarter, and all of a sudden you said, okay, he's back. He's 100% ready to go. Uh, he still has that 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 playmaking explosion, and it was evident through most of the day, David, the Bears finished with a season-high in total yards with four. Nine. Justin finished with a season high in passing yards with 254. And then, as you mentioned, with a chance late in the game to go down again for the fourth consecutive time with Fields as their quarterback to go put together a, a game tying or go ahead drive in the fourth quarter. And it results in an interception. And then Justin throws a second interception at the end of the game. And we're left kind of spinning our wheels with, with similar storylines, right? With with no real advancement of, uh, of a lot of different things.
2: Okay, let's look at that play because that will be the one that people are thinking about talking about, <laughs> Still tonight and into this week. It was uh, Bears 19, Packers 20. So the Bears are trailing 20 to 19. First down from the Packers 43, 240, 252 left. And there's a dig route called Equanimius. St. Brown is running it. And J.R. Alexander is his former teammate defending it. Justin Fields is throwing it. <laughs> and Alexander makes a great break on the ball, beats St. Brown to the spot. And Packer's ball thwarts that drive. And basically, we're not going to dissect the second interception probably till tomorrow. But I do think that in that moment that the Bears' chances at maybe pulling off a victory and Justin Fields' opportunity to pull off a fourth-quarter comeback, they fizzled because J.R. Alexander made the play and the Bears
3: did not. Second interception, much easier to unpack. It's a uh, poor throw and a worse decision, and it's thrown into coverage, and and the game ends with the Bears uh, stalling out once again. The the, the first pick is a little bit more uh, complicated, I guess. Maybe not super complicated, but but there are certainly some some questions, both by Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields, as to how hard Equinemius attacked the ball as he came back on the dig route and at the very least didn't put up enough of a fight in the eyes of his coach or quarterback in trying to disrupt the pass to at least knock the ball down and help the Bears live to see another another day. It's a trust throw. It's an anticipation throw. It's the type of throw that we've been demanding Justin make. Right, a sign of his growth is going to be just letting it rip. You know, understanding this is the route. This is the concept. Let it fly. Could the throw have been a little better? Sure. But again, if we're going to challenge this quarterback to make growth and, and, and test these things out, then we have to be able, willing to live with the mistakes. And in this case, I understand uh, the, the the willingness to let it rip, and then some of the frustration that that your uh, wide receiver didn't do more to help you. Ultimately, you hope that in the future, hopefully not too distant future, you have playmakers within your offense that elevate Justin Fields, that elevate the offense in these game-winning moments, and that we're not talking about these types of things just because the talent is elevated, right? Right now, we're left with this kind of cast of supporting characters that are middle-tier to below-tier guys, and this is what you're left with at at times, and that was certainly the case late in today's game.
2: So there are a couple of things on this interception, and I hope that we can get to all. Of them. Maybe not in the detail we can later, but n- number one, I, I do believe that I was surprised at how post game both Matt Eberflus <laughs> and Justin Fields. The first thing they mentioned was that the receiver could have run a better route and could have come back more. If not, if not, m- you know, running a better route, making sure the interception didn't happen, both called it a trust issue and i think that's interesting too to me but i think that we can have a reasonable football debate about this play because i think a couple things are true number 1 i think eq st brown could have run a crisper route and come out with a more uh, of a commitment in getting there and and maybe using his 65 215 frame to keep j r alexander out of the way yeah. because he had the size advantage and i think yeah. that's the one thing you, he was he was handled more easily than you would expect somebody his size to be handled in that case, because Alexander was committed and he broke and he made the play. But here's the second part of that is that I do think that when we're divvying up responsibility and blame and people, you know, can't handle the, you're just talking about an interception and who's responsible. Justin Fields from what I looking at the replays and watching, it was pretty clear where he was going with the ball from the snap. Sure. He was pretty, I don't want to say telegraphed it, but it, he, he definitely stared down the receiver in a way that maybe you don't want to do when you get more experience. And as much as what we're saying about the receiver is true, you 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 cannot discount the reality that when Alexander sees that from the get-go and he's reading the receiver and he's watching the, the play unfold, he's going to be more aggressive if he thinks that, that the quarterback is going to his receiver because of the way that he's staring at, the intended receiver. So his aggressiveness was not accidental. His aggressiveness was because of the way the quarterback stared down the receiver. So that's why he beat him to the spot. Regardless of the route, it might've happened anyway. All of things can be true. The result is an interception. You don't want to throw with uh, a one, one possession game with less than three minutes in a game.
3: Well, and when you tack on the second interception on the next drive, Justin now has five fourth-quarter interceptions this season. That is far too many for a team that is relying on his quarterback to be its, its its sole provider, really. Like, let's face it, offensively, they expect this guy to carry every ounce of the load because of the talent that's uh, assembled around him. And, and and so that's just the heavy burden that a quarterback has to, to, to you know, carry uh, because they are going to expect a lot out of you. And you are in your ascent as a, a potential standout franchise quarterback going to be expected to make plays in those situations and so at some point the interceptions have to turn into first downs first downs have to turn into field goals field goals have to turn into touchdowns and then you'll be on your climb right to be in an, an annual championship contender uh, I do think on the whole even before the game started and, and, and you and I talked about this a little bit the other day that, that Justin's willingness to, to get himself ready mentally and physically to play this game to me uh, earned him more in buy-in and trust and belief and confidence from, from the folks in the locker room than an interception like that is going to take away right because we talked about it right rogers talked uh, about competitive greatness and being there at at any cost for your team and so justin's ability to get out there and play today in my opinion buys him a little bit of forgiveness for the mistakes now you know me i'm as critical of this position and what's expected of this position as anyone uh so i'm not just going to let these mistakes late in the game slide but i do think that there's some context there that's worth providing
0: With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today.
2: That that is that's a good point. Although I, I would maybe ask you, he was never at a deficit. I don't think. So right. I know that that is. I don't know how important that is because I think it's not as important as him winning over his teammates and 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 developing that sort of connection that he is the guy. I think that's almost been established. I want him to make. I want, I want him to make the play. Right. <laughs> you now no, yeah. All of us are waiting for that. And and, I, and and again, we, everyone can ba- debate this all week or for two weeks <laughs> about why the play wasn't made. But I think that you know, in terms of him being out on the field, spoke volumes about number one his commitment level and and his desire to win. Because he said post game, you know, he's just it'd be awesome to win again. They haven't won since right. October twenty fourth. But I but I think that he's he's clearly the leader now. I think he wants to, you know, th- this is whether you want to admit it or not, this is a box that remains unchecked on the Justin Fields development scale. It it is
3: unchecked. Yeah
2: win a game in the fourth quarter with, with throwing the football. And, and until he does that, we're going to have conversations like these.
3: No question. And Cole Komet sort of admitted in the locker room afterwards that he's starting to feel like a a broken record because there's there's been this sequence. Now this series of, of games that they've had a chance to win late and have, and here's, here's some of what Cole said to me after the game. And he said, I'm confident we'll be able to break through with one of these at some point. And when we do, I think we'll be able to do some special things with it. I can't dispute that. I would just rather see it come soon. And I think those guys in the locker room would rather see it come soon as well, yeah, because right. look, like we can have this debate forever on whether winning teams can become losing teams overnight or, or losing teams can become winning teams overnight in the NFL and how quickly your fortunes can change and how meaningless games in December of, of a, a three and nine season ultimately are. But in my opinion, experiences matter, successes matter, uh, failures matter. Right. And, and ultimately, belief matters. And the way that you create belief is by showing people people in your locker room, people on your coaching staff, people in your front office, people that in the stands watching you play, that you're the guy, right? You'd look at the, the elite quarterbacks in this game, one of who we saw today, he wasn't at his best in Aaron Rodgers, but they're the guys that are, are, are cold-blooded assassins in the fourth quarter. And no matter what circumstances they're facing, no matter what their supporting cast looks like, no matter what the opposing defense is throwing at them, they go and find a way to win football games. Can Justin Fields get there? Sure he can get there. Has he gotten there? No, he hasn't. And so, again, to your point, that box is left left unchecked. And it's okay to, to point that out until it is checked. First, it's going to get checked in pencil and then maybe marker. And then eventually we'll get up to Sharpie and say, yeah, clutch quarterback who wins regularly.
2: There were two you know, locker rooms full of players and coaches and executives today who understand everything you just said, because that is the next level. And we can be very encouraged about where Justin Fields has ascended to this season, because yeah. you saw today, that's the other part of this conversation today. That's the other big takeaway from the game. Yeah. The box is unchecked. Yes. That was a fourth quarter interception that you don't want to see that category uh, increase the way that it has, but When was the last time that we ended a Bears-Packer game and felt better about the position of quarterback for the Bears than the Packers? And to me, that's why this one felt a little different. That's why this one is a little different. With due respect to Aaron Rodgers, he wasn't, you know, <laughs> he, he was not uh, being defiant and, and, and being quotable, uh, yelling to the fans in the South Bleachers this year, this time. This was, the, this was the year that the Packers won despite Aaron Rodgers. He was pedestrian at quarterback, made some plays when he needed to, but he certainly wasn't the quarterback on the field that had the biggest impact on the game, and that, to me, When we're talking about progress, that has to be the biggest thing you saw today from a bears perspective.
3: I was digging for, for 12's numbers here for you, 18 for 31, 182 yards, one touchdown, a passer rating of 85.7, which Aaron Rodgers against the bears, Aaron Rodgers against this version of the bears without Kyler Gordon, without Kendall Vildor, without Jaquan Brisker, without Eddie Jackson, we thought that that was going to be, you know, high two nineties and, and a passer rating of of one twenty-five. right. That, that he was just going to surgically take the bears apart. And to, to their credit, the bears had a good defensive game plan and they had a spirited effort for, for most of three quarters. Right. And you go into the fourth quarter. What's I mean, you're, you're, you're winning at that point, 19 to 10. Right, it's hard to remember a time when Aaron Rodgers looked so human against this team, and then they couldn't close it. But, but to your point, it it just, it, 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 Justin made more plays. He made a lot more plays, and he was the better quarterback through most of the afternoon. I would say the other thing, David, that is probably worth mentioning. I'm curious to to hear what you have to say about this. But I actually think that the shoulder injury may have been a little bit of a blessing today in Justin's development because there were moments where instead of tucking and running, he kind of slid up in the pocket and thought. Hey, let me try to use my eyes first, find a receiver, make a throw and see what I can make happen. And there were a few completions. There was at least three in my notebook that I circled. Matt Eberflus noted a, a third and 10 conversion to Cole Komet for 24 yards as, as the most impressive play of the day. And it was an example of Justin showing pocket poise and pocket patience and vision to make those throws happen. We've talked forever. That's going to be part of his development as a, as a quarterback. If you want him to be a high level passer, those are the things he has to show you. He showed you that in flashes today
2: in that way i thought of last week and i thought about okay we're looking at this game with trevor simeon playing and and you know he goes in and then what does justin fields gain from watching i think we saw some of those examples today i think maybe uh the fact that he was more conscious of number one the injury and he needed to keep his uh eyes downfield he admitted postgame at the podium that you know he was conscious of it and he was not going to you know lower it necessarily so there was an awareness there that i think you also saw on passing plays so there was maybe more an attention to detail if you will and looking down the field which again is 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 a nice Development. I also wonder this in watching Trevor Simeon give receivers a chance to make a play on the ball. If it helped him with Nikhil Harry, it may have backfired with Equinemius St. Brown because that was, you know, at the end. We, when you talk about a trust play. Yeah. That, that's what we're talking about, but he, so there was good. There was bad. There was a little bit of everything,
3: but I, you know, I'll say this number one, you mentioned the throw to Harry. That's another example that was off script and they got in the scramble drill and Justin saw, Hey, I've got one of my, my better 50, 50 ball guys, you uh, know, one-on-one matchup up the left side. let me go, let me get just fire one and see if he makes a play or, or or can at least draw a pass interference. And they get 49 yards out of it. That's huge. That's a huge step. The other part that you just mentioned is you can't knock Justin for trust from guys that may not be worthy of trust, right? Because ultimately in your, your, your development as a quarterback, you want to feel like you can hit the top of your drop and just make that throw. And eventually your coaching staff and your front office will identify guys that will make that play for you, or at least make sure that the other team doesn't make it. And so you want to create habits, right? And this is all about creating good habits and so that's why you know again i'm not downplaying the interception but if we're going to ask justin to develop these things and and to to make anticipation throws and say hey you know you don't need a guy to be college open to let it rip then he's got to be able to rip some of those and if the receiver doesn't make the play then you say hopefully we'll get a better receiver in in due time yeah
2: and plus the the receiver that you know people want to assign all this blame to also made a pretty nice catch earlier in the game 56 56
3: yards yeah yeah
2: it's the same against the same cornerback who he beats because he squatted and he beat him down the field and he made a great catch. So that's why, you know, an interception almost, not not almost always, but I think you, every interception has a story and this one is a little bit more complicated than just say, you know what? The receiver ran a, a, a lousy route. There's more to it than that. Okay. Dan defensively, yeah. it's odd, but 31, giving up 31 points and 150-some yards on the ground. I felt like the Bears' defense wasn't embarrassed, and I also factored in that they were playing without three or four starters in the secondary. Jack Sanborn everywhere. DHC played pretty well, too. I didn't think the defense
3: was terrible, and I expected the defense to be terrible. Right. I'm with you. I'm just looking at some of the numbers here, 357 total yards. You just gave the Packers three more points than they had. It was just 28, not 31. Uh, So, so we want to make sure we give the bears credit. So it wasn't that bad, but, but look, they, they were, they were solid overall today. I asked DeAndre Houston Carson, who obviously we talked about earlier in the week as, as one of the leaders, right. And, and forced into a starting role on defense because of the injuries. Uh, And, and he's expressed during the week that he felt like there was a, a level of preparation and commitment from a group of hungry guys who understood that, Hey, look, we don't have to go out and get embarrassed. And for for most of three quarters, they played solid. They had a good game plan. They kept the Packers kind of you know th- trying to find themselves. Rogers looked human. And you said, man, this this is a, a, a pretty encouraging effort from this group, and, and and they deserve credit, right, for for being locked in. At the same time, you get back to that statute at the end of the game, and you see zero takeaways again. You see zero sacks again. You see zero quarterback hits on Aaron Rodgers, and you go, man, this is this is you know like we're, we're not that far removed from you know Vic Fangio' defense here. Here, uh, doing anything they wanted against opposing offenses, right? And now all of a sudden you can't even put a hit on a quarterback for an entire 60-minute game and you can't get a takeaway and you just there's just not enough big plays there to give yourself the best chance to win. I understand a lot of this is talent-based at this point, uh, but man, it just, it, 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 again, it's just an illumination of how many things the Bears need to fix to be in the conversation as a team that actually matters in the NFL. All
2: right, before we get any further, let's bring in Adam Sadzinski. We'll give away game balls. because. Because it was, uh, I felt like it was closer than 28-19, but uh, it was 28-19, so...
3: Well, look, the Packers tacked on that two-point conversion, and that was a pretty cool play by Matt LaFleur to get, get the two-score lead there and, and, and basically put the dagger in it.
5: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes.
0: turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Adam, so who gets your game ball tonight?
1: All right. So I'm going to go with the, I, I can't remember if I've given this kid the, the game ball yet or not, but I'm going to go with Jack Stanborn again. I felt like he had a, I felt like he had a pretty damn good game. He had a, a couple plays against like Aaron Jones and some of the other good Packers players and even good in coverage uh, in the red zone that forced uh, the fuel goal. When the Packers took the lead to 17, 16, he had a nice play in coverage there. So I felt like he had a really strong game again, and he's looking more and more like a guy that, the bears might actually be able to keep around next year you know i was saying a couple of weeks ago i think they need six new starters in the front seven they might only need five now if you're going to count them <laughs> so so yeah i think he had a really strong game again and so he gets my game ball dan all right. Uh, look, I'm going to go
3: with Justin because he was the only guy on that offense that, that took over the game. Right. And you get the uh, you get the 56 yard uh, pass. Right. And a 55 yard touchdown run, which which those are two big plays and then a 49 yard nuclear as well. And so that big play explosion was there. The signs of growth were there. The commitment to team was there. All of the things that, that you want to see, Justin, as he continues his kind of ascent were there right now. Now, look we got to get rid of those two fourth quarter interceptions. We can't have 10 interceptions on the season with a quarterback who's thrown so infrequently as the bears have. If you guys go and I'll do this later in the week, look at the interception rate that Justin Fields has right now and how far down the list that is. It's 32nd and it's 32nd by a a landslide because it's just, it's too high. It's too high and they got to eliminate that. Uh, But at the same time, Justin is the only thing that, that you can count on right now for playmaking fireworks. And he did it again today.
2: Just for the record, I would like to note to our Take the North audience, the Chicago Tribune readership, and the 670 the Score audience that Dan Wiederer uh, awarded Justin Fields a game ball this week. So that is uh, no. Thank you for noting be. that, David. That's that's yeah. important. Yeah, it is. All right. So I was gonna lean toward the guy that everybody is blaming, but I don't want to do that because I do think that Equanime St. Brown should have made a better, should have run a better route, and his negligence there to do that led to the interception, and he didn't show up post game to talk about it unless I missed something after I left, Dan. I don't think he did. So that to me eliminated him from the equation. I'm going to go with somebody who I did hear speak and I did think he had a good enough game to warrant talking the way that he does and that's DeAndre Houston Carson. Okay. He was pressed into duty. I know they gave up 28 points. I know the defense lost the game and all those things. He talked how sick it made him. He talked early in the week about playing for pride. The more I hear about from this guy the more that I like and I think it helps you realize realize Bears fans why he's still here, not because he's a, a great athlete or a great player. He's a leader and he's a winner and you want guys like that in the locker room. So he gets my game ball.
3: I like it in a week like this. I like, I like honoring a guy that, that is is about what they need guys to be about as they finish this season.
2: All right. So let's also, while you're here, Adam, yeah. quickly, we we invited some submissions for three word explanation to uh what happened today, and we got a few, so why don't we start a few from that got to us on the at take the North pod on Twitter
1: all right, so a lot of these were largely the same theme. I tried to <laughs> sprinkle in uh, I tried to sprinkle in some uh some some ones that were different on the way here so uh, this this is just a, g- a great handle right here at nine two eight just said simply will Anderson jr, which I thought was great because you know that the you know that's the guy one of the guys that you get. Then we have it's the number two pick, right? Like if you are going picking pick. way up there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was nice and succinct. And then Badger Zuz, Z-U-Z at Badger Zuz says, lamest team ever, which I kind of, you know, I get it. <laughs> and let me see what we got here. I am Mike White. <laughs> said, <laughs> said I'd rather not, <laughs> which, which I just thought was funny. And you see, this person's name is Kirsten at KCT twenty twenty. This, this, this I love, and it goes to my. It plays with my game ball. The person who got my game ball just says Singletary, Urlacher, Sanborn. Okay, okay, good. Those are good, <laughs> Those are good. Uh, Dan. You want? Oh wait, uh, I got. I got one more. One, one more. is ahead. really good. Yep. Tank the North. That is from. <laughs> Famous Mr. Edu, it says Ed Weederer. So I don't know if that's a relation to you, Dan. That is or... correct.
3: That is my, okay. that is my older brother, and he actually texted that one to me. And I said, if you want it read right on the are, show, you got to get it on Twitter.
2: Are so, you man. kidding
1: me? Hank <laughs> the North is from the Weederer. That's the North.
2: That's, that's, I, right. that's the best one. I, that that's clearly the best one. Hank <laughs> the North. We're gonna have to rename the podcast.
3: Lo- loyal listener to the Take the North pod, so he'll be excited to know wow. that he got your approval, that's, David. That's funny. I also got in, in the thread here, uh, one of my college roommates at Bama, Jeffy C, uh, gave us someone help fields, which I think is a good one for uh, what the Bears right. are trying to do. Right. Mine for today was maybe one day. And that is the lead to my column at ChicagoTribune.com. And it's just maybe one day the Bears will be good enough to be on the other side of this rivalry. Maybe one day Justin Fields will be the guy that, that has the success that Aaron Rodgers had. Maybe one day the Bears will be able to take those winning moments in the fourth quarter and seize them. And maybe one day they'll be a different team than what we've watched forever. Maybe, perhaps, hopefully. Nice. That's poetic. I hope that you wrote that <laughs> well.
2: Um, my, you. I have two. One nice, one not so nice. Um, the nice one is history, but hope because this was the game that the Bears seated uh, overall control all-time wins seven eighty-seven. Now the Packers, the first time since Virginia McCaskey has been alive, where the Packers have had more victories than the Bears going back to nineteen twenty-one. So. There was hope, though, because of Justin Fields out playing Aaron Rodgers and being the quarterback you wanted to have moving forward. So, history but hope is one for me. The other one would be simply, all caps in in each of these words, EQ, IQ,
3: INT. (laughs) <laughs> see these are those are good and I, I'm telling you get get to Twitter go through that thread you'll find some hidden gems in there those are always fun I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we got some uh, audience interaction today because they're, they're, there's a lot uh, there's a lot here to, to have fun with there was All one right. that said f my life too so those, some people are very <laughs> hurt by the, uh, the the loss to the rivals <laughs> well, Dan, I'm
2: going to wrap this up so you don't get escorted out by a security guard <laughs> at, at the soldier field so we can uh, get you home safely and we will be back dropping another episode uh tuesday morning on the take the north podcast which you can get on the free odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts anything else that we're forgetting after this 28 to 19 loss
3: Bears walk into the bye week now, David. And so it's gonna be really interesting when they come back. Not only do they get a week off, hopefully, to heal and get rested up mentally, but but they're gonna to have to come back with some attention because the last four games of the season are gonna be pretty demanding and they're gonna host the Philadelphia Eagles in week 15. And so you you wanna talk about, you know, you're gonna we're gonna have Fields versus Hurts, and we're gonna have a, a really good defense for the Bears to play against. And so I, I just hope that this team and, and the players that are still healthy uh, make sure they know how to be reengaged when they get back in the building after the bye week because it's it's going to be a tough challenge down the stretch to, to find that concentration.
2: He's Dan Chicago ChicagoTribune.com is where you can find his column. I'm David Haw. 670thescore.com is where you can find mine, following the Bears 28-19 lost to the Green Bay Packers. They're six straight, have not won a game since October 24th. We'll be back here. Even though there is a bye week, we will drop a podcast on Tuesday morning and Friday, continue on our same in-season schedule. Thank you for listening tonight to our reaction podcast from Soldier Field. Take the North Pod on your free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Great talk. See you out there.